ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله verily the praise belongs to Allah we praise him seek his assistance and forgiveness and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds whoever Allah guides there is no one that can lead him astray and whoever Allah leads astray there is no one that can guide him i bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshiped except Allah alone and that he has no partners or associates and i bear witness that muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is his slave servant and his messenger this afternoon bismillahi ta'ala we would like to continue as we approach the end of the essay concerning the aqidah of ahli sunnah wal jamaah by al-imam Abu Muhammad Abdullah ibn Abi Zaid Al-Qayrawani rahimahullah uh we would like to continue where we have left off and that is the 18th point or the 18th paragraph and the 19th paragraph in which Al-Imam ibn Abi Zaid rahimahullah discusses matters related to the next life the belief in al-akhirah the death and resurrection and what happens in between and he also talked about the recording of the deeds of the human beings by al-hafaza the angels the recording angels uh and as well the taking of the soul of the people at the time of their death he begins in paragraph for point number 18 with the point related to the martyrs what is the condition of the shuhada the shaheed the person who dies fighting in the way of allah and this is from amongst those things that are necessary to believe in to have a firm belief in one part it is obligatory that the true believers hold a firm belief or conviction concerning these matters He said, وَأَنَّ الشُّهَدَاءَ أَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ وَأَنَّ الشُّهَدَاءَ The martyrs, those who died as shaheed, that they are alive in the presence of their Lord, being given provision, being sustained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are alive. أَحْيَاءٌ يعني they are alive in a special life, that is the life of al-barzakh. the life that the human beings will experience in between the life of this world and the hereafter the next life the next life that is in paradise or in hellfire that life that in between life al barzakh it is also a type of life and here al-imam ibn abi zaid he points to this in his statement wa anna ash-shuhada ahya'un that they are alive عند ربهم in the presence of their lord يرزقون being sustained or being given provision from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
وأن أرواح أهل السعادة باقية نائمة إلى يوم يبعثون And also we must believe that the souls of the Ahlu al-Sa'ada, the people who are fortunate, those who are blessed, that is the people of paradise, those who will be successful in this world and Allah will grant them his reward in the next. Ahlu al-Sa'ada, the fortunate ones. We also must believe that the souls, the arwah of the people, the fortunate ones, the people of paradise, baqiyatun na'imatun that they will remain continuously enjoying the favor or the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the life of Barzakh while they are in the grave ila yawmi yuba'atun until they are raised up, until they are resurrected. Yani the shuhada, they are having a, a life in the presence of their Lord being sustained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and likewise, the generality of the believers, the Ahlu As-Sa'ada, the people of happiness, the people who are fortunate, who will be in paradise in the next life, they also, in the grave, in their life in the grave, will enjoy the bounty and favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continuously until the day that they are raised up. وَأَرْوَاحْ أَحْلِي الشَّقَاوَةِ As for the souls of the people of الشَّقَاوَةِ, the unfortunate ones, that is the wretched ones, the people of hellfire, the people who will be punished whether from amongst the kuffar or the munafiqeen or the corrupt sinful ones from amongst the Muslims who will be punished in the hellfire وَأَرْوَاحْ أَحْلُ الشَّقَاوَى مُعَذَّبَةٌ إِلَى يَوْمِ الدِّينِ وَإِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ that those unfortunate ones, the wretched ones that they will be punished, they will be subjected to punishment the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the day of requital or until the day of resurrection, the day of judgment. Here at this point, Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd has hinted at the punishment in the grave as well as the na'im, the reward or the joy that some people will enjoy, will experience in the grave. And these two points, the na'im of the grave and the azab of the grave, the punishment and the joy in the grave, it is part of the belief of the aqidah of the Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah that there is punishment in the grave and that there is pleasure and happiness and reward even in the grave before the people will be resurrected and judged on Yawm Qiyamah. So the Ahlu al-Sa'ada the fortunate ones, they will be enjoying the na'im, the bounty of Allah, until they are resurrected. And the ahlu al-shaqawa, the unfortunate ones, the people of hellfire, will be experiencing punishment until the day of resurrection. In one of the copies of the essay here of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd, in that which is recorded in the book of Al-Imam Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyyah, Ijtima al-Juyush al-Islamiyyah, he has, in the statement of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd, he has a statement added here, وَأَنَّ عَذَابَ الْقَبْرِ حَقٌ وَأَنَّ عَذَابَ الْقَبْرِ حَقٌ That indeed, the punishment of the grave, it is true. It is a reality. It is a reality. The punishment in the grave, it is حَقٌ It is a reality. And the proofs concerning this are many. Inshallah, we will mention something from them. Then he said, وَأَنَّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَفْتَتِنُونَ 
that the believers that they will be tested they will be tested they will be a fitna a test while they are in their graves they will be tested اختبار امتحان it will be a test for them while they are in the graves ويسألون they will be questioned then he says he mentions the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Ibrahim chapter 14 verse 27 يُثَبِّتُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِالْقَوْلِ الثَّابِتِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ that while the people will be tested in the grave he said it will be a test, it will be a trial however Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will make firm يُثَبِّتُ يُثَبِّتُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا he will make firm those who believe, who have true faith who believe in him in the way that is required that iman or that faith that bears fruit and it produces action it is not just a, a word spoken on the tongue but it is true iman in the heart which causes the person to do the acts of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that will earn his pleasure he said that Allah will make firm those who believe بالقول الثابت with the, the firm word as some of the scholars of tafsir they said that word قول ثابت it is the shahada of la ilaha illallah or the shahada of, of la ilaha illallah or Muhammad Rasulullah shahadatain that this statement of la ilaha illallah the statement of al-tawheed it is al-qawl al-thabit it is by this word the one who has spoken it truthfully sincerely fulfilling its conditions it is due to that that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would make that person firm at the time when they are tested in the grave and they are questioned by the two angels he will make them firm في الحيات الدنيا وفي الآخرة he will make them firm in the life of this world and in the next life in the life of this world when they are confronted with doubtful matters then he will guide them to that which is correct and right and they will have certainty and they will not be in doubt and when they are confronted with temptations then he will make them firm and able to resist doing wrong given precedence to that which is pleasing to Allah over their lower desires this is the sabat in this world as for the sabat or the firmness in the next life it means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make them firm at the time of death and there is a test at the time of death as some of the scholars have spoken about in detail that shaitan will come to some people and try to convince them or he will send to them someone who will come in the shape or in the form of their parents or their, or their spouse or their loved ones and tell them that Islam is not the right way I have died ahead of you and I have found that Islam is the wrong way become a Christian or become a Jew or become something else that is a test at the time of death and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make firm the believers who have stated the word of la ilaha illallah sincerely they will make them firm and they will be able to pass that test and likewise the test in the grave the test when the angel munkar and nakir will come to that person and question them who is your Lord what is your religion and who is your prophet and only those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants his favor to from his bounty and his mercy will be made firm at that time that they may answer those questions so that they would not be punished <coughs> here we should note that the statement of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd وَأَنَّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ يُفْتَنُونَ فِي كُبُورِهِمْ وَيُسْأَلُونَ that the believers they will be tested in their graves and they will be questioned 
In fact, as Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said that the testing in the grave, the fitna of the grave and the questioning, it is not only for the mu'minun, the muslimun, it is not only for the believers but also for the munafiqun and also for the disbelievers, the kuffar, the hypocrites and disbelievers will also be tested and they will be questioned as Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah says in Majmur Fatawa as for the fitna فَإِنَّ النَّاسِ يُفْتَنُونَ فِي كُبُورِهِمْ that the people in general they will be tested in the graves فَيُقَالُوا فَيُقَالُوا لِلْرَجُلْ مَنْ رَبُّكْ وَمَا دِينُكْ وَمَنْ نَبِيُّكْ it will be said to a person who is your Lord, what is your deen and who is your prophet then Allah will make firm those who believe in the قول الثابت the firm word in this life and in the next life فَيُقُولُوا الْمُؤْمِنْ So the believer will say Allah is my Lord and Islam is my deen and Muhammad وسلم, is my prophet. وَأَمَّا الْمُرْتَابِ The one who is in doubt, the hypocrite or the kafir فَيَقُولُوا هَا هَاهُ لَا أَدْرِيهِ I don't know سَمَيْتُ النَّاسِ يَقُولُونَ شَيْئًا فَقُلْتُهُ I heard the people saying something and I said the same thing and he was not a true believer and this has also been mentioned in a number of authentic hadith from amongst them that which is reported in Sahihain from Al-Bara Ibn Azib and likewise that which is reported in the Sahihain from Qatada from Anas and he stated in a long hadith that the two angels will come and cause the person to sit up and, and they will say to him ما كنت تقول في هذا الرجل محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم what is it that you used to say about this man Muhammad فَأَمَّا الْمُؤْمِنْ يَقُولُ أَشْهَدُ أَنَّهُ عَبْدُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولِهِ The believer, he will be able to say, I testify that he is the slave of Allah and his messenger. And then he will be shown his place in paradise. فَأَمَّا الْكَافِرُ وَالْمُنَافِقُ But as for the disbeliever and the hypocrite, فَيَقُولَانِ لَهُ The two angels will say to them, مَا كُنْتَ تَقُولُ فِي هَذَا الرَّجُلُ What did you used to say about this man? يعني Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم فيقول لا أدري كنت I don't know, I used to say whatever the people said. That is the disbeliever and the hypocrite, he will not be able to answer correctly. And this hadith is reported in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, and it is a proof that not only the mu'minun, not only the believers from amongst the Muslims, but also the kuffar, as well as the munafiqun, that they will also be tested and they will also be questioned in the grave. The Shaykh Muhammad Al-Khunis Rahimahullah says in the explanation Allah yahfaluhu May Allah protect and preserve him Says in the explanation of the first word Of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd وَأَنَّ الشُّهَدَاءَ أَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ That we must believe that the martyrs The shuhada, The shaheed The person who dies As a martyr fighting in the way of Allah That they are alive In the presence of their Lord being sustained And this is as in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In Surah Al-Ali Imran chapter 3 verse 169 وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ إِنْ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ And don't consider those who are killed in the way of Allah that they are dead, أَمْوَاتًا بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ Rather indeed they are alive, أَحْيَاءٌ إِنْ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ They are being given provisions and sustenance in the presence of their Lord. Therefore the shuhada, the martyrs, they are alive. A special life that is peculiar to them in the presence of their Lord. And this is as has been reported in the authentic hadith recorded by Imam Muslim in his Sahih on the authority of Abdul ibn Mas'ud and in the Muslim of Imam Ahmed in the Sunan of Abu Dawood on the authority of Abdul ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah 
that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said on the occasion of the battle of Uhud لَمَّا أُصِيبَ إِخْوَانُكُمْ بِأُحُد that when your brothers were afflicted yani those who were killed in the battle of Uhud when they were killed جَعَلَ اللَّهُ أَرْوَاحَهُمْ فِي أَجْوَافِ طَيْرٍ خُدْرٍ تَرِدُوا أَنْوَارَ الْجَنَّةِ وَتَأْكُلُوا مِنْ ثِمَارِهَا وَتَأْوِي إِلَى قَنَادِيلٍ مِنْ ذَهَبٍ مُعَلَّقَةٍ فِي ذِلَّ الْعَرْشِ The Prophet ﷺ said concerning those who were killed in the battle of Badr he said to the Muslims who had lived he said that Allah has placed their souls the souls of the martyrs in the bellies of green birds and they are drinking from the rivers of paradise and they are eating from the fruits of paradise and they are lodging themselves upon lamps from gold that are uh, connected or hanging in the shade of the arsh in the shade of the arsh of Allah, the throne of Allah and in this hadith then the Shaykh has mentioned this portion to indicate what is the condition of the martyrs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has placed their souls they, they are alive their souls in the, bir- in the bellies of green birds and they are drinking from the rivers of paradise and they are eating from the fruits of paradise being sustained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are lodging themselves upon the lamp made from gold which are hanging in the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that hadith the Prophet said that when they found the goodness of the food that they were given and the drink that they were given and the resting place that they were given and they're going about going forth in the paradise freely they said that is the martyrs who were killed in Uhud they said من يبلغ إخواننا عنا أن أحياء who will deliver this message or who will inform our brothers who are left behind in the world about us that we are alive in paradise being given provisions who will inform them who will inform them so that they will not be disinterested in jihad and so that they would not turn away from fighting فَقَالَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى أَنَا أُبَلِّغُهُمْ عَنْكُمْ then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that I will inform them about you قَالَ فَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتِ بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ إِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرُزَقُونَ then Allah revealed this verse don't consider or think that those who are killed in the way of Allah that they are dead in fact they are alive in the presence of their Lord being given provisions so this is in reference to the souls of the shuhada, the martyrs and then the shaykh said رَزَقَنَ اللَّهَ الشَّهَادَ فِي سَبِيلِهِ Ameen But may Allah grant us that we would also be given shahada that we would die as a shaheed in his way As for the souls of the people of the fortunate ones As for the souls of the other believers other than the shuhada وَأَرْوَاحْ أَحْلِ السَّعَادَةِ the souls of the people, the fortunate ones, the other people other than the martyrs who would be in paradise, while they are in the grave, he said that they would remain in a condition enjoying the favors and bounties until they are raised up.
yani the souls of the believers, they would be enjoying Allah's bounties and they would be happy, as has been confirmed in the hadith reported in the Sunan of Nasai and Ibn Imaj and the Muslim of Imam Ahmed, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّمَا نَسَمَةُ الْمُؤْمِنْ طَائِرٌ يَعْلُقُ فِي شَجَرِ الْجَنَّةِ حَتَّى يُرْجِعُهُ اللَّهِ أَوْ حَتَّى يُرْجِعُهُ اللَّهِ إِلَى جَسَدِهِ يَوْمَ يَبْعَثُهُ That the soul of the believer, the soul of the believer, that verily the soul of the believer, it is in a bird eating from the trees of paradise until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returns it to its body on the day when it will be resurrected until the soul is returned to its physical body where it will be resurrected for judgment on Yawm Qiyamah and this has also been confirmed that is that the souls of the fortunate ones the people of paradise that they would be enjoying the bounties of Allah while they are in the grave in the barzakh in the life of barzakh this has also been confirmed in other narrations of hadith the shaykh says that this has been confirmed in the hadith concerning the qabr and the clarification of what would be the condition of the righteous and the corrupt ones what would be their condition and that is in yani, a number of hadith from amongst them the hadith of al-bara radiyallahu anhu he said it, it is therefore incumbent or obligatory on us to have faith and to believe firmly in this that the soul of the believer that it will be enjoying the bounties of Allah until Allah returns it until Allah resurrects it on the day of resurrection as for the third group of people that is Ahlu al-Shaqawa the souls of the unfortunate ones the wretched ones the people of hellfire they are Mu'azzabatun ila yawmuddin that they would be experiencing the punishment until the day of resurrection not only is there punishment for them in the next life but they will also be punished in the grave, in that life in between this world and the next life, Hayat Barzakh. This is as what has been confirmed in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Ghafir chapter 40, verse 45 and 46, وَحَاقَ بِآلِ فِرَعُونَ سُوءُ الْعَذَابِ That the people of Fir'aun, he and his people, his followers, that they have been encompassed by a terrible a severe punishment and that punishment is the punishment when they were destroyed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they were drowned in the sea they were given that punishment at the time of death and then he says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala النَّارُ يُعْرَدُونَ عَلَيْهَا and likewise they would be exposed to the fire they would be exposed to a fire morning and evening yani while they are in the grave that is another punishment the fire in the grave that they would be exposed to they would be burned by it morning and evening until Yawm Qiyamah and then on the day when the hour of judgment is established on the day of judgment then it will be said to the angels of Allah then admit the people of Fir'aun he and his people to a more severe punishment Yani the punishment that they received in the grave, it is a severe punishment. And the punishment that they will receive in the next life in the hellfire, it will be even more severe. They will be punished. They were punished. And the, the disbelievers, it is general for them that they will be punished at the time when their souls are taken from their body at the time of death. And they will be punished in the grave. And they will be punished in the next life in the hellfire as Allah wills. 
And this has also been confirmed in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Anfar, chapter 8, verse 50, yani If you were to see at the time when the angels take the souls of the disbelievers, if you were to see their conditions at the time when the angels take their souls from their bodies, forcing their souls out, because they know that they are facing punishment and they don't want to come out. But the angels will force their souls out. If you were to see this, يَضْرِبُونَ وُجُوهَهُمْ وَأَذْبَارَهُمْ When they are striking their faces and their backs, وَذُوقُوا عَذَابَ الْحَرِيقِ And it will be said to them, face the punishment of burning or blazing fire. So here in this ayat also there is the indication of the punishment of the disbelievers at the time of death, at the time when the angels take their souls from their bodies, and punishment likewise in the next life in the hellfire. So the disbelievers, they are punished. And the oppressors and wrongdoers are punished. And the people of disobedience and sin, they will be punished. Whomever Allah wills from amongst them, they will be punished at the time of death. And they will be punished in the grave until the day of resurrection. And in the, on the day of resurrection, they will also be admitted into the punishment of hellfire. And this has been indicated by a number of hadith, the hadith concerning the conditions and the situation that would take place at the time of death when the people are put into the grave. And these hadith are many. And likewise, the numerous uh, texts from the Qur'an in addition to the Sunnah which indicate such. From amongst that which indicates the punishment in the grave from the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ in addition to these ayats. And the Shaykh has mentioned these ayats. However, there are a number of authentic hadith which prove likewise from amongst them is that which is reported in the Sunnah of An-Nasai that the Prophet ﷺ he himself used to supplicate Allah regularly. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min azab al-qabri. Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the punishment of the grave. The Prophet ﷺ would not be supplicating Allah, seeking punishment from the grave if it were not a reality. As some of those who have deviated from the correct aqidah claim that there is no punishment in the grave. However, the Prophet ﷺ, he used to supplicate regularly and he has ordered the believers in a number of authentic hadith recorded by Al-Bukhari and Muslims to supplicate from four things at the end of the prayer and from amongst them is seeking refuge from the punishment of the grave. Likewise, it is reported in the authentic hadith in the Sahih of Muslim that the Prophet said He has ordered the believers to seek refuge in Allah from the punishment of the grave and then they said, when he said that, they said We seek refuge in Allah from the punishment of the grave. Likewise, it is reported in the Sahih of the Sunan of Nasa'i that the Prophet ﷺ Rasulullah that he went out one day after the sun had set. It is Jews who are being punished in their graves. And this is also a proof that not only is the punishment in the grave something that the Prophet ﷺ has spoken about, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls him to experience it. Yani, to hear and to know that some people were being punished while they were in the grave in his own lifetime. Then the Shaykh says the statement of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd in reference to the fitna, the fitna of the grave. And the fitna of the grave, actually, it is the questioning in the grave. It is the testing of people, whether Muslims or other than Muslims, they would be tested and they would be questioned by the angels with these three questions. 
Here, Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd, he said, وَأَنَّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ يُفْتَنُونَ فِي قُبُورِهِمْ وَيُسْعَلُونَ That the believers, they will be tested in their graves and they will be questioned. And as we said, that this is not limited to the Muslims, but the munafiqun from amongst those who claim to be Muslims, and the kuffar from Ahl Kitab or otherwise pagan disbelievers, they will also be questioned. They will be tested in the grave, they will be questioned, and they will not be able to answer the questions because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make firm those who believe in the word of La ilaha illallah. The Shaykh says that it indeed has been confirmed in the Sunnah, yani the testing in the grave, in the saying of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةَ تُبْتَلَى فِي كُبُورِهَا that indeed this Ummah would be tested in their graves. This Ummah would be tested in their graves. And as we mentioned in the hadith of Al-Bara and in the hadith of Abu Huraira, recorded in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, that not only the believers would be tested, but in that hadith the Prophet ﷺ made it clear that when the believers would be questioned how they would answer and when the disbelievers, the kuffar and the munafiqun, when they would be questioned how they would not be able to answer. So this is indeed a proof of the fitna of the qabr, fitna of the qabr that is the uh, trial of the grave or the testing in the grave and the texts concerning this matter they are mutawatira yani innumerable chains of narration which il- eliminate any question about the authenticity of that which has been reported concerning this matter of the condition of the people in the grave and what would happen there and the summary of it is that the dead person would be questioned in the grave with three questions about three things he will be asked about his Rabb, who is your Lord and about his Deen, what is your religion and about his Prophet, who is your Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so whoever Allah gives success to and whoever Allah favors by his bounty then he will make that person firm at the time of the questioning of the two angels and those two angels are Al-Munkar and Al-Nafir then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would inspire them with the correct answer and they would be able to answer. As for those who Allah abandoned, He didn't help them and He didn't support them and He didn't inspire them with the correct answer, those who Allah was angry with and those who Allah acts justly with, yani He deals with them in the way that justice requires because of their kufr or their disbelief or their sinful behavior, Whoever Allah deals with them justly, not giving them from his favor, but deals with them justly according to that which they deserve, they will not be able to answer and they would miss the mark. They would be confused about the answer. And this is what is understood from the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Ibrahim, chapter 14, verse 27:" That indeed Allah will make firm those who believe the people who have true iman, that bears the fruit of actions of obedience to Allah with the qawl al-sabit, the firm word of la ilaha illallah in this life as well as in the next life and here the point of reference is that which the making firm of the people in the next life that is at the time of death and in the grave and in the grave when they are questioned by the angels munkar and nafir and this is indeed what the people of truth believe in the ahl sunnah wal jama'ah, the ahl al-haq that the qabr, the grave, meaning the life in the grave, the life of barzakh, that it is a place where people will be questioned. There will be a fitna, a test. And there is the enjoyment of pleasure for the sa'id, the fortunate ones, the people of paradise. They will also enjoy the reward of Allah in the grave before they are resurrected and judged and entered into paradise. And there is punishment for the shaqi, the wretched one, that is the people of hellfire. 
whether they are the people of permanent residence in the hellfire that disbelievers, or whether they are from amongst the Muslims who have sinned, or who have, yani, who have not repented from the sins that they have committed, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished them for some time in the fire. And this would be their condition in the grave, that is, enjoying the pleasure of Allah and His reward and His bounty, or experiencing the punishment of Allah until Allah raises them up on the day of resurrection, when they will be presented for Allah, when they will stand in front of Him to answer for their deeds. And the Shaykh says, in summary, in this paragraph he has mentioned that the martyrs, they are alive in the presence of their Lord being sustained. As for the believers in general, they will be enjoying the bounties of Allah also in the grave until Yawm Qiyamah. They will also be enjoying the favors of Allah until Yawm Qiyamah, whereas the disbelievers, they will be punished until the day of resurrection. And the final point he said, that the punishment of the grave and the fitna, the testing in the grave and the questioning, it is a true reality, it is a reality that we cannot deny. The second paragraph <coughs> is point number 19. Imam Ibn Abi Zayd says from that which we must have a firm conviction and belief in, وَأَنَّ عَلَى الْعِبَادِ حَفَظَةً يَقْتُبُونَ أَمَالَهُمْ that they are over the, the, the slaves of Allah, the people, the human beings, that they have over them hafaza, yani those who are recording, writing their deeds, whether good or bad, whether speech or action, that they are hafaza, angels, for writing the deeds of the people. وَلَا يَسْقُطُوا شَيْءٌ مِّن ذَلِكَ عَنْ عِلْمِ رَبِّهِمْ And nothing of that, of their deeds of what is written or otherwise from their speech or their actions, whether good or bad, nothing of that is absent from the knowledge of their Lord. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knows, even before the angels wrote, whether they write or not, Allah knows. Allah's knowledge is not dependent on their writing. But Allah has assigned them. He has appointed them to write the deeds of the people so that those deeds will be presented to them on the day when they are judged justly. وَأَنَّ مَلَكَ الْمَوْتِ يَقْبِضُ الْأَرْوَاحِ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِ And also that Malak al-Maut, the angel of death, that he takes the souls, the souls of the people, of all of the people, بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِ with the permission of his Lord. And in one of the copies of this book it is written, مَتَى يعني whenever Allah wills. That the angel of death takes the souls of the people by the permission of Allah whenever Allah wills. The Shaykh says in the explanation of this point <coughs> that indeed over the people there are hafadah, angels who are writing their deeds. And this is as in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Insifah chapter 82 verses 10 through 12 وَإِنَّ عَلَيْكُمْ That indeed Above you or over you, they are hafizin, and those who protect and preserve, and the deeds of the people, kiram and katibin, honorable recorders, who record everything honorably, and they don't leave out anything and they don't add anything, they record what has actually happened. Ya'lamuna ma tafalun, and they know completely what you are doing. And this is indeed a reminder to those who believe, and it is a warning against those who disbelieve that everything that we say and everything that we do that there are angels recording and it will all be presented whether great or small and likewise the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Qaf chapter 50 
That nobody expresses a word except that there is with him Raqibun, one who is watching over him, Atid, one who is ready to record. And these two expressions, Raqibun, Atid, according to the scholars of the people of Sunnah and the correct opinion, is that they are not the names of two angels. But these are descriptions of angels. These are descriptions. The description of these angels is that they are Raqib and Atid, that is, they are watching over the person, monitoring him, and they are ready to record whatever he does. And this has been confirmed in the Quran as well as in the Sunnah that Al Hafada, the recording angels, that they write down the actions of the human being, whatever they do and whatever they say whether from khair or shar, whether it is good or evil. And that is by the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani that they are writing, it is by Allah's command. Allah is the one who has appointed them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the saying of Al-Imam ibn Abi Zayd uh, concerning, yani just in case if anybody thought, if it might come to our mind that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is relying upon the angels to record and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge is dependent upon the recording angels then Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd said وَلَا يَسْكُتُوا شَيْءٌ مِّن ذَلِكَ عَنْ عِلْمِ رَبِّهِمْ that there is nothing there is nothing that is absent concerning these matters of what the human beings are doing there is nothing that is absent from the knowledge of their Lord and this is any of the proofs of this of the all-encompassing knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are many I'm amongst them is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, in Surah Surah Al-Haqa chapter 69 verse 18 يَوْمَ إِذِنْ تُعْرَضُونَ لَا تَخْفَى مِنْكُمْ خَافِيَةِ that on that day and that day you will be brought forth presented in front of Allah on that day nothing no secret of yours nothing even if it is something secret or indetectable nothing even that which is secret will be hidden it will be all known. And likewise the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Jathiyah, chapter 45, <coughs> verse 29, the saying of Allah, that this is our record, this is our book, and it speaks against you with truth. It speaks against you with truth. That indeed, we were recording that which you were doing. Yani meaning, the angels of Allah that He has appointed and that He has ordered and He has authorized that they were recording by the command of Allah, by the permission of Allah, according to the will of Allah, they were recording the deeds, the actions and speech of the human beings. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, indeed nothing of the actions of the human beings is hidden from Him and this is uh, indicated in the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Ari Imran Chapter 3 verse 5 إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَخْفَى عَلَيْهِ شَيْءٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is nothing that is hidden from Him whether in the earth or in the heaven and whatever is taking place in the heavens as well as in the earth wherever it may be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is aware of it Allah knows it there is nothing hidden from Allah and the true believer when they read these verses the true believer feels something from this it is a reminder to us, an encouragement to the believer to be more obedient to Allah, knowing that nothing is hidden from Allah. Even if 
we have the inclination to do something which is displeasing to Allah, we should know that nothing is hidden from Allah in the heavens or in the earth, wherever we may be, in secret or in public. It is all known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the best knower of His creatures, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Likewise, the saying of Allah in Surah Yunus, chapter 10, verse 61, وَمَا يَعْزُبُوا عَنْ رَبِّكَ مِنْ مِثْقَالِ ذَرَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ That there is nothing hidden from your Lord, whether even the weight of a dharra, uh, a small ant, or an atom's weight. Nothing, however small it may be, is hidden from your Lord, whether in the heaven or in the earth. The final point that Imam Ibn Abi Zayd mentions in this paragraph, وَأَنَّ مَلَكَ الْمَوْتِ يَقْبِضُوا الْأَرْوَاحِ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِ That indeed, we must also believe that the angel of death, that he takes the souls, yani the souls of the people, all of them, بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِ by the permission of his Lord. And this is uh, a point about which there might be some misunderstanding. Here the Shaykh says, as for the fact that the angel of death takes the souls of the people, indeed this is a fact, it is true. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in Surah Sajdah, chapter 32, verse 11, الموت, that indeed it is the angel of death who takes your souls. The one who has been appointed. The one who has been appointed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do so. He has been appointed by Allah, by the authority of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take your souls. Then you will return to your Lord. And this, the ascribing of the taking of the soul to the angel of death, it is because he is the one who actually does the taking of the soul from the body of the human being. He is the one who is يعني, performing that task. Otherwise, we should know that indeed what he does is by the permission of Allah. And it is according to the will of Allah. It is not that he does whatever he wills and that he can do it without the permission of Allah. He cannot take any soul unless Allah doesn't take any soul unless Allah wills. But when we also consider that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is actually the one who authorizes and empowers and it is by His will that the taking of the soul of any human being is done. If we understand that, that He is the one who orders it and He is the one who wills it, then likewise the taking of the soul of the human being has been ascribed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as in the saying in Surah Al-Zumar chapter 39 verse 42 that it is Allah who takes the souls of the human beings at the time of their death and as for the one who is not going to die Allah takes their soul in their sleep and when the human being sleeps Allah takes the soul of the human being, even in their sleep. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who takes the soul. According to this ayat, Allah is the one who takes the souls of the human beings at the time of their death, and He is the one who takes the souls of those who are not going to die in their sleep. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps yani the souls that He takes in the sleep, 
He keeps the souls of those who he has ordained, ordained or fixed for them death, who he has appointed death for them. Then he keeps their souls. He doesn't return it. And as for the others, those who death is not ordained for yet, then he sends back or he releases their souls until the appointed term, until the term that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has appointed for them. And in the earlier ayah, we have also <coughs> mentioned the saying of Allah in Surah Tul, in chapter 8, verse 50, وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذْ يَتَوَفَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا الْمَلَائِكَةُ That if you were to see that at the time when the angels take the souls of those who disbelieve, and the meaning of this ayat is that they are also angels who are the helpers of Malakul Maut. They are his helpers in taking the souls of the human beings by the permission of Allah and at the time that Allah has appointed. There is no contradiction between these ayats because the Malakul Maut is the one who actually does the action of taking the soul and the other angels who are his helpers help him in doing so and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who authorized and empowered and gives permission for it to be done therefore it has also been ascribed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is the correct position or the correct aqidah concerning this matter and Allah is the one who gives success and guides to that which is straight and right here the shaykh says in summary of this paragraph that al-malaika al-hafadha that the uh, those preserving angels, they are the ones who write the deeds of the creatures by permission of Allah and nothing of that which is written is hidden from Allah yani all of it is known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the second point he said that Malakul Mawti is the one who is appointed by Allah to take the souls of the human beings it is by Allah's permission and by Allah's appointing and he is not independent to do so except by the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the questions that we have before taking any questions if there are any questions and before doing so we can look at the questions that are at the handout and after answering those questions if there's any comment or correction or any question that someone wants to ask we can do so the first question what is the special condition of the souls of the shuhada what is the special condition of the souls of the marches after Allah, it is Allah's qadr and his qada. Allah is the one who decreed it and then Allah is the one who caused it to be fulfilled for that reason since Allah is the one who is the cause of that action the original cause of that action it is by his permission and by his command and by his power that he has empowered the angel with then the ascription of taking the soul of the human being it is also ascribed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yani that it is by his permission and by his command therefore it is also said that Allah is the one who takes the soul of the human being and this is as is mentioned in Surah Al-Zumr chapter 39 verse 42 Yani that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who takes the souls of the human beings at the time of their death. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who takes the human beings. Who do not die, He takes their souls in their sleep. Yani sleep is a, is a type of death. And when a person sleeps, Allah takes their souls. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He is the one who takes the soul of the human beings at the time of their death. Hina mawtiha. Wallati lam tamut. And the one who is not, who, who, who didn't die, when he sleeps, Allah also takes his soul. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he keeps the one whom death is decreed for. 
and he releases or sends forth the others and who he has not decreed death for until an appointed determined يعني, time, until an appointed term. And this is يعني, uh, the, true, the truth of the matter concerning this issue and Allah is the one who guides to success. Even some of the scholars, and it is the end of what the Shaykh has said here, but even some of the scholars said that the Qur'an also mentions that the angels, not only Malik al-Mawt, but that there are other angels who take, who have been given the ascription of taking the souls of human beings as in Surah Al-An'am, chapter 6, verse 61, حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءَ أَحَدَكُمُ الْمَوْتِ فَوَفَّتْهُ رُسُلُنَا That at, until when uh, the death comes to one of you, our messengers, meaning the angels, they take his soul, they take his soul, the angels. And in another place, as we mentioned earlier, uh, in chapter 8, verse 50, If you would see at the time when the angels take the souls of those who disbelieve, so that we have here the description of taking the soul to the angel of death, who is the one who actually performs the action of taking the soul from the human being by the permission and command of Allah, and we have the description of taking the soul, being ascribed to the angels, and that is those angels who are the assistants, who are the helpers, or the aiders of Malak al-Mawt, and when he takes the soul from the human being, the scholar said, that it is these angels who take that soul from that point, and it is also ascribed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the first cause, and the one who, it is by his command, and by his decree, and by his permission, and his empowerment, that the soul is taken in the first place. So there is no conflict between uh, these two or these three descriptions of taking the soul to the Malak al-Mawt or to the Malaika who are his helpers or to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. And here we, could, we should also mention that at the time when a person's term, appointed term of death comes, then there is no delaying it and there is no advancing it at all. And this is what is believed by the people of Sunnah that whoever dies, whether by a natural death, or by being killed, or burned, or drowned, or eaten by a wild beast, or by the fish in the sea, whoever dies, that at the time that he dies, that is his appointed term. Unlike the Mu'atazila who deviated in this point, and who said that the one who is killed, that his appointed term is cut short. But the people of Sunnah reject this idea, and we say that when a person is killed, or when a person dies a natural death, that that is the appointed term, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained for him. And the Shaykh summarizes this section saying, number one, that the angels, the al-malaika, al-hafadah, uh, they are the ones who record the actions of the creatures by the permission of Allah. And likewise, he also mentioned that there is nothing hidden from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concerning these matters, meaning that Allah already knows even without the recording of the angels. And number two, that the angel of death is the one who has been appointed by Allah to take the souls of the human beings by the permission of Allah, according to the time that Allah has decreed and that Allah wills, not before nor after. This is the end of what the Shaykh says here. Uh, we can look at the questions at the end of the handout and then if there are any questions or comments or corrections from the sisters, we can take them. The first question, uh, what is the special condition of the souls of a shuhada, the martyrs, after their death? As for the condition of the martyrs after their death, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ali Imran chapter 3 verse 169, Don't think of those who are killed in the way of Allah is dead, 
indeed they are alive in the presence of their Lord being preserved. And the Prophet said to his companions that when those who were afflicted with death, who were killed from amongst your brothers in Uhud, in the battle of Uhud, and at the time when they were killed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed their souls in the bellies of green birds, and they were drinking from the rivers of paradise and eating from its fruit, and they were resting and lodging themselves in lanterns of gold connected to or hanging from the shade of the arsh of Allah. So this is the condition of the shuhada. The second question, what is the general condition of the souls of the mu'minun, the believers after death, other than the shuhada? As for the condition of the believers after death, their soul, the souls of the believers are enjoying, they would be constantly enjoying the favor of Allah and the pleasure of Allah, as has been confirmed in the hadith mentioned in the Muslim Imam Ahmed and others that the soul of the believer will be in the form or in the shape of a bird itself and that it would be eating from the trees of paradise until Allah returns it to his body on the day that it would be resurrected. Number three mentioned the three occasions when Ahl al-Shaqawa, the wretched, or the people of of hellfire, the three occasions when they would be punished. As for the kuffar, the disbelievers, they would be punished on three occasions. And as for the zulama, yani the wrongdoers, or the disobedient or sinful ones, the fasikun from amongst the believers, then they may also be punished, whomever Allah wills from amongst them. And these the occasions in which the punishment will take place is at the time of death. And when they are in the grave, in the barzakh, and when they enter the hellfire after the judgment. And this is, as mentioned in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Anfal, chapter 8, verse 50, and also in Surah Al-Ghafir, chapter 40, verse 45. Uh, what is meant by Al-Barzakh? Al-Barzakh, it is a special life, different than the life of this world or the life in the next life. It is the life in the grave, when a person is in the grave, after they have died and before they are resurrected. It is the place where the people would be questioned and where they would be tested. And the, the fortunate ones, they would be yani, enjoying the pleasure of Allah. And the unfortunate ones would be subjected to the punishment of Allah until Yawm Qiyam. Number five, explain the, explain Al-Mu'minuna Yuftanuna Yani that the believers would be tested Yani with the fitna in the grave and they Yus'aluna and they would be questioned. The meaning of this as Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd says that indeed the believers would be tested in their graves and they would be questioned. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that if a person إِذَا وُضِيَ فِي قَبْرِهِ وَتَوَلَّ عَنْهُ أَصْحَابُهُ إِنَّهُ لَيَسْمَعُ قَرَعَ نِعَالِهِمْ قَالَ يَأْتِهِ مَلَكَانِ فَيُقْعِدَانِهِ يعني the Prophet وسلم, said that when a person is placed in the grave and the people who have put them in the grave their companions, their family, their relatives, their friends turn away from them and leave them then they would hear the sounds of their shoes the sounds of their uh, walking away then the Prophet وسلم, said at that time two angels would come to them and cause them to sit up yani from the laying position they would cause them to sit up and this is yani, what is meant by the fitna, the test in the grave and the questioning, they would be caused to sit up. That is the angels Munkar and Nakir. Uh, this is the fitna, this is the test in the grave. They would be questioned. The dead person would be questioned. And those who would question him would be the two angels, Al Munkar and Nakir. Al Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih Usaymin said that this question is general for all those who are responsible. Yani all people who reach the age of responsibility, 
from amongst the believers as well as the kuffar, his general for all those who have reached the age of responsibility. Uh, and he said that it is from the people of this ummah as well as others, according to the correct opinion of the scholars. Yani there is difference of opinion about it, and the correct opinion is that it is for this ummah and others. As for those who are غير مكلفين, those who have not reached the age of responsibility, any yani children or people who are insane and so on, he said that as for them there is difference of opinion concerning whether or not they will be questioned in the grave. And the exception to this, it is the shaheed. Uh, as the, it has been reported authentically uh, that a man from amongst the companions of the Prophet وسلم, said, O Messenger of Allah, what is, why is it that the believers would be questioned in the grave except the shaheed? And the Prophet وسلم, said that it is sufficient that they have been subjected to the gleam or the twinkle of swords on their head. That was a fitna that was sufficient for them. For this reason, they would not be subjected to a further test or trial in the grave because they have already been tested when they stood on the battlefield and faced the enemy uh, in war. In this hadith is sahih. It is recorded in the Sunan of Nasai and Shaykh al-Bani and Ahkam al-Dinaz said that the ismad is authentic. Uh, question number six mentioned the three questions that the people will be asked in the grave. Yani the three questions that the people will be asked in the grave is Man Rabbuk, who is your Lord? Wa ma deenuk, and what is your religion? Wa man nabiyuk, and who is your Prophet? Question number seven mentioned the names of the Malakain, the two angels who will question the dead in the grave. Their names are Munkar and Natir, as has been reported in the hadith of Al-Tirmidhi from Abu Hurairah. Uh, and Shaykh al-Bani said that the chain of narration is Hassan. He said, in fact, it is in, a, in accordance to the condition of al-Imam Muslim. Number eight, discuss the verse that Allah will make firm those who believe. That Allah will make them firm dunya in this world, in the next life. And that he will lead astray the ظالمين, those who did wrong. And Allah is the one who does whatever he wills. The meaning of this is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is informing his believing servants. Yani those who have iman in the heart. Correct, perfect iman. The iman that produces fruit from the limbs. And he causes the human being to do that which is in obedience to Allah. That these people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make them firm in this life. At the time of shubahat, when doubtful matters are presented to them, he would guide them to that which is certainly correct. And at the time of shahawat, when temptations, when they are subjected to temptations, he would give them a firm resolution to give precedence and preference to that which is loved by Allah over the desires of their own self. As for in the akhirah, he said, the scholars said it means at the time of death that he would make them firm to remain on the deen of Islam, that they would die on Islam, that they would have a good ending, and that in the grave, when they are questioned by the two angels, they would answer with the correct answers when the angels ask them the three questions. Question number nine, what is meant by al-hafadha? And what is the work of al-hafadha? As Imam ibn Abi Zayd said, that the human beings will have over them hafadha, for writing their deeds. These hafadha, they are the writers from amongst the angels, the recorders, who record the actions as well as the speech of the preachers by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they are also those who guard the human beings uh, as mentioned in the explanation of this section and that which is mentioned in Surah Ra'ad 
And he asked for the believer, he would say, I bear witness that he is the slave of Allah and his messenger. And the hadith goes on to say, فَأَمَّا الْكَافِرْ وَالْمُنَافِقْ فَيَقُولَانِ لَهُ مَا كُنْتَ تَقُولُ فِي هَذَا الرَّجُلُ فَيَقُولُ لَا أَدْرِي كُنْتُ أَقُولُ مَا يَقُولُ النَّاسِ And as for the, the hadith goes on to say, but as for the disbeliever and the hypocrite, the two angels will say to him, what is it that you used to say about this man, meaning the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and the kafir or the munafiq will say, I don't know. I used to say what the people were saying. And I was just repeating what the people were saying, not really believing in it. And this is the proof that the questioning will not be only for the believers, but it will also be for the kuffar and the munafiqun. Wallahu alam. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdika. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa